You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast. It's the 22nd of October, second day in the month of Cheshvan, and uh, we are here with you for another great, exciting show. If you're studying Dafyomi, it's uh, Sanhedrin, Dafatzadik Ches, 98. Temperature outside now 50 degrees outside of our studios, going up to a high of 75 which is nice for the uh, day, and dropping down to 59 <clears throat> later on tonight. In Jerusalem right now, 76 degrees, going down to 55 degrees. Hope you all had a great week and a great Shabbos. We're uh, thanking you for joining us this morning on our uh, fun-filled show here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are going to have two guests with us this morning. That is our schedule. We are going to be joined by... Uh, Debbie Rosalimsky, who is the co-chair of the Chalabake, taking place in Passaic, New Jersey, this coming Wednesday night. A massive event timed with the uh, Shabbos Project, which comes next Shabbos. And, speaking of Shabbos Project, our anticipate... Well, okay, Debbie is scheduled to be with us at 8.15. At 7.45, speaking of Shabbos Project... We are scheduled to have the Chief Rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Warren Goldstein, joining us on the air to speak about the Shabbos Project for this year. He, of course, is the founder of the Shabbos Project. It was instituted a number of years ago and uh, brings Jewish people together on uh, this coming weekend, on this coming Parsha, from around the world simultaneously. Not physically all together, but spiritually all all together, and uh, we'll talk to him about the Shabbos project and how it's going. So that's our anticipated lineup for this morning as far as guests are concerned. Rabbi Goldwasser will be coming up at 7.30 with morning chizuk. I'm not sure about the news from Israel. I believe today is a travel day for Hannah Julian, but we'll find out later on. And, of course, music throughout the morning, which we're going to get to right now. So thanks again for joining us right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are glad you could be here on JM Sunday.
is looking at me. No, they're not. Everybody is looking at me. No, they're not. What do I do? What do I say? This happens every other day.
נסיך או מלך, אבל בתוך הלב שלי אש בוערת, ותבער שם גם מחר. בקול גדול אני אפתח את הדלת, ואוכיח לכולם, גם לי מותר לשיר מאוד שמר, לעשות שמח, לרגש את כל האנשים שבשכונה. יש כוח לשמוח, לשיר מהנשמה. אני בסך הכל רק מבקש, תנו לי רגע להוכיח. 
בכל מקרה אתן כל מה שיש, כך או כך אני אצליח. אבל בתוך הלב שלי יש בו ארץ, ותבער שם גם אחת. בקול גדול אני אפתח את הדלת, ואוכיח לכולם, גם לי מותר להשאיר מהנשמה. לעשות שמח, לרגש את כל האנשים שבשכונה. יש כוח לשמוח, לשיר מהנשמה. גם אם לא עברתי אלף קילומטר של ניסיון חיים, אני מרגיש את זה חזק בתוך הבטן. כמו מנגינה של מלאכים, מלאכים. Music by uh, Itzik Dadja, before the Dove Hoffman, Miami Boys Choir, Ellie Schwebel, Schwebel, Scharf, and Levine before that, and Moshe Laufer opened up our song segments, our song segment today following uh, Modani by Regesh, right here on JM Sunday, on the one and only Nachum Siegel Network, Matas Weingast with you here on the uh, second day in the month of Cheshvan, the uh, 22nd day in October, thanks to all of you for joining us. We'll get to Rabbi Goldwasser in just a moment. And just want to remind you about the lineup for today, besides the great music we always uh, play for you. My guest in around uh, 13 minutes from now is scheduled to be the Chief Rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Warren Goldstein. We'll talk about the Shabbos Project. And then at about 8.15, I will be joined by uh, Debbie Rosalimsky, who is the co-chair of the Great Big Chalabek taking place this coming Wednesday night in uh, Passaic, New Jersey. And that is a Shabbos project-related event, so we'll uh, we'll find out about that. All coming up right here on the Nachum Siegel Network's JM Sunday program. I appreciate you all joining us this morning. It's a beautiful day out in our area, and I uh, hope it is where you are anywhere around the world. At this time, each and every uh, Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, L'zecha Nishmas Rav Zev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Esther Bas, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in the Torah, when a man brings an offering from you to Hashem, the Pesach really should say, when a man from among you brings an offering to Hashem, we learn that Avodos Hashem requires the giving of oneself to Hashem. When we're totally involved in the fulfillment of mitzvahs, 
then we merit a siyata dishmaya, a special divine assistance and the reward in all that we do. Rav Shach once noted that it was perhaps the merit of his great self-sacrifice on behalf of troubled young people that brought him special success with them. The Misorah Sachinuch relates that once there was a student in Punovich who grew up in a totally secular home. He was very committed to his Torah studies and to the performance of mitzvahs, but he lacked the proper elementary Jewish education. He had a bad relationship between himself and his parents. Once, when Rav Shach was ill, he was in bed with a high fever. His son-in-law, Rav Bergman, came to visit him and happened to mention to Rav Shach that he had seen the young man near a certain house on Ravad Street. Rav Shach said, Is that so? Then I better go to see him. The great tzaddik sat up on his bed and began to get dressed. Rav Bergman was greatly concerned for his health and he tried to discourage him. Rav Shach says, I have to speak with him. Rav Bergman said, But I can call him to come to you. No, said Rav Shach, I want to go to him. But that wouldn't be proper. Besides, you're not in any kind of condition to go to him. Let me call him to come here. It is clear that there's a serious rift in this young man's relationship with his parents. He's unwilling to listen to reason. I'm not sure that I know how to resolve the situation. But when Hashem will see that despite the illness, I'm getting up and I'm completely committed to this problem, perhaps I'll have the siyata dishmaya and Hashem will give me the right words that will impact on this young man to change how he deals with his family. The young man was completely overwhelmed when he saw the elderly tzaddik approach him. After a short talk, the young man immediately committed himself to improving his relationship with his family. That's the meaning of bringing a sacrifice from oneself. We have to devote ourselves to mitzvos, devote ourselves to Torah learning. It has to be complete. Our Chachamim tell us in Sukkah that when one is involved in a mitzvah, mitzvah, then we are exempt from doing another mitzvah at that time. The great Ger Rebbe said that the reason is, is because when one is so totally involved in one mitzvah, they simply have no strength to do the other mitzvah. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Thank you.
שאני צריך לגדול ואין פה קיצורים של דרך רמסו לי שאני עוד לא יכול להיות עכשיו נסיך או מלך אבל בתוך הלב שלי אש בוערת ותבער שם גם מחר בקול גדול אני אפתח את הדלת ואוכיח לכולם גם לי מותר לשיר מאוד שמר לעשות שמח לרגש את כל האנשים שבשכונה יש כוח לשמוח לשיר מהנשמה בסך הכל רק מבקש, תנו לי רגע להוכיח. בכל מקרה אתן כל מה שיש, כך או כך אני אצליח. אבל בתוך הלב שלי אש בוערת, ותבער שם גם מחר. בקול גדול אני אפתח את הדלת, ואוכיח לכולם. גם לי מותר לשיר מהנשמה, לעשות שמח, לרגש את כל האנשים שבשכונה. יש כוח לשמוח לשיר מהנשמה. גם אם לא עברתי אלף קילומטר של ניסיון חיים אני מרגיש את זה חזק בתוך הבטן, כמו מנגינה של מלאכים. Thank you. 
Just a hand breath high 
Apologies to Avram Freed. We're going to uh, interrupt his song and curtail it for a little bit. Maybe we'll get back to it a little bit later. It is 7.58 Eastern Time here on uh, JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Matis Weingast with you. And uh, it uh, gives me great pleasure to introduce our next guest, who is the Chief Rabbi of South Africa, a prolific author, uh, an innovator, and uh, the founder of the Shabbos Project, Rabbi Warren Goldstein. Welcome back to JM Sunday. It's great to speak to you and to your listeners. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Rabbi, since we spoke last, uh, in, in last year in October, you were voted as uh, one of the 50 most influential Jews of 2016, and uh, not just the top 50, but you were actually... Uh, you're number twenty-one up there. Uh, that, that's a that's a pretty big accomplishment. Um, you know uh, what what what's been um, an important part of the the whole journey is uh, I think uh, you know philosophy of the of the Shabbos project, which is that it's movement. And I think that that in a certain sense, what what has happened here is that. People in 95 countries around the world, in more than 1,100 cities, have taken responsibility and have and have made the the Shabbos project what it is throughout the world. So uh, I want to just use the opportunity to say thank you to all of our thousands and thousands of volunteer partners throughout the world that have really uh, been so instrumental in bringing the Shabbos project to their community. Absolutely, and we'll talk about that in a second. I'm sure also your popularity has in, in because you've joined us on the air so many times that people have, you know, heard you. <laughs> Definitely, of course. Now, Rather than answer that in the first place. <laughs> the, the Shabbos project began in 2013, so this is just the, the fourth year, uh, actually the fifth year that it is taking place. Uh, and uh, it is an amazing concept. I had called you an innovator when we started because this is a, an amazing concept of bringing Jews together simultaneously across the world on one complete Shabbat, Lech uh, Lecha, and, uh, and they're, they're in different parts of the world, but at the same time. And the effect has been profound. You have always told us stories of, of people that have come out and uh, agreed to keep a Shabbos, and, and it's changed their life uh, tremendously. I'm sure you still hear such stories every year. Yes, definitely. I think that, you know, one cannot underestimate the power of one Shabbos because uh, the Shabbos experience is so powerful that um, it touches people in the, most, in the most deepest way. You know, there's a, there's a new book out by some of the uh, leading people in, um, in, in America in the, space of, um, in, in the space of innovation and change management. It's uh, Dan Heath and Chip Heath. And I've just written a book called Moments. And in this book, 
what, what they discuss is the power of the moment to change a person's life. And there's no moment which is more powerful than a true, authentic uh, Shabbat experience where family and friends are together. We have a chance to connect with Hashem, with ourselves, um, with our spirituality. That, that moment of Shabbat could be transformational. And, uh, and, and I think that's what's happened. And that's part of what I think the Gemara means when it talks about the power of uh, the Jewish people keeping a Shabbat, how that can bring redemption. It means personal redemption as well as national redemption that it has that capacity to, to really change us and uplift us. And I think that has been what has driven the energy of the Shabbos project so powerfully is the, the tremendous energy of, of Shabbos itself. Right, and I know that you've spoken about technology. Uh, recently I read th- that you spoke about uh, the idea of technology and disengaging at certain times and not making, not letting technology take over your life, um, but the other way around, using it for the positive and uh, using it for what you need. And I know I've heard so many times that people that have taken the time to disengage just from their their smartphones and just from their computers for a 25-hour period of Shabbos, uh, in and of itself, even if they you know aren't yet doing anything else, has such a profound effect on people because they realize they're not going to disappear. They're not going to, uh, you know, the world is not going to go by and they're going to lose every connection if they're disengaged for 25 hours. Yeah, in fact, what, what we focused on is what we've called Shabbat 1, 2, 3, Three easy steps. You know, obviously, we, we've created, and people should have a look at it on the Shabbat Project uh, website and Facebook page. We've created a content which is called the Shabbat Map, which helps people to um, which helps people to 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 keep Shabbat if they've never kept Shabbat before. But then we try to summarize it into kind of an elevator pitch. How would you explain to someone in a, in a few short moments that they've never kept Shabbat how to keep it? And and we've come up with this concept of Shabbat One Two Three, which we've discussed with with Poskim to try and, you know, articulate it and crystallize it. And essentially the three steps is one is to disengage all electronics. Number two is to, um, is to walk, not to, not to drive. And number three is not to go to work. And the combination of those three give a very powerful Shabbat experience. Obviously there's a, there's a lot more to Shabbat than we've got the Shabbat map. But those, those steps, one, two, three, is an elevator pitch to help a person that really want to know how to keep Shabbat in, in a very short space of time. You can actually tell them in 30 seconds about how to keep Shabbat. And, and we have found that being able to crystallize it into something short enables people to, to take it on. And that's, that's been a very important part of you know, what, what this is all about. Right. One, of the, uh, one, one of the events associated with the Shabbos project that, that, that is uh, known uh, around the world is the challah bake that takes place in the week beforehand, uh, and a little bit later on in today's show, we're going to have a representative from a uh, a big challah bake that's going to take place in Passaic, New Jersey, this coming Wednesday. It's almost a, a, as if that uh, event that coincides with the uh, Shabbat project has it's taken a life of its own, bringing a million women together over the uh, over the course of the week from around the world to do a relatively simple yet very spiritual uh, action of baking challah. Yes. Um, the, 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 the challah bake is very much part of the Shabbos project experience. It is, initiates the, 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 the weekend of festivities and, and is an important part of it because it's an opportunity for women to come together to usher in the, the, the Shabbos project and also because a very important part of the Shabbos experience is whatever you put in to prepare. And preparing challah is an important part of preparing for Shabbos. And it's all become very bonding. And so you have 
<clears throat> large numbers of women, like in, in Buenos Aires this year in Argentina, they're expecting 9,000 women for their chalabake, and in, um, you know, Mexico City, many thousands of women, and right across the United States, um, the, you know, the figure of, of a million is what we estimate. The, the total participation is in the Shabbos project, not just the, the color base, it's the, it's the total participation. Uh, but nevertheless, there, there are many, many um, women throughout the world that come together. And I think it's that spirit of, of unity and the spirit of, of the fact that women who come in from all backgrounds, all walks of life, all different levels of, of observance or affiliation, and, uh, and that, I suppose, is the magic of the Shabbos project, that it does bring together people from all kinds of, uh, of backgrounds. Right, absolutely. Rabbi Warren Goldstein, the Chief Rabbi of South Africa, is uh, d- on the air this morning with me discussing the Shabbat Project taking place this weekend. You can go to the website, uh, theshabbosproject.org, and uh, find out information on where there are events taking place in your area. I, I ask you this every time you're on talking about it, uh, because there's so many different cities, as you mentioned, different places. Uh, anything uh, in the last year or so new and maybe surprising or some of the places that have contacted you to be part of the project, officially, unofficially, or in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of new places. Uh, we waited through 1,300 cities already this year, and climbing, uh, getting very close to, actually, to 1,500. Wow. And um, and, and the new cities coming along uh, all, all the time. You know, what's a very interesting story, I was just actually this last week in Israel for three days, and I had to meet with many uh, senior figures in Israel, and there's a lot of support from right across the political spectrum. You know, people, you know, right across from Yair Lapid to Ron Khubayu, who's the mayor of uh, Tel Aviv, Rav Khan Kanievsky, and Slita, and many other uh, figures within Israeli society. And um, uh, w- what's remarkable is that they're all able to rally around the concept of the, 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 this project. Um, and, and that's a very important message behind it all, is that it's about that Jewish unity. And I think, to me, that's the thing, is the fact that we're able to us across all of the various barriers of ideology, um, but also, you know, across geographical barriers, language barriers. You know, the, the French the, uh, the, the, the French component of the project is huge, Spanish component, Russian component. So we're coming across, you know, we're coming together across languages, across ideologies, across backgrounds and levels of affiliation, and I think that that is so important uh, and um, the dimension of Shabbos itself. Right, and the and the fact that uh, you've brought it together and uh, sort of earmarked it for one particular Shabbos gives all those different uh, areas and all the different people the idea is they're, is they're spending time on Shabbos, uh, you know, uh, observing Shabbos, they really can think and understand and realize that there are groups around the world at the same time in the same basic time frame of Shabbos who are doing the exact same thing. And that's a, probably a very powerful concept for someone to, to realize in terms of unity. Definitely. Also, what we're doing this year for the first time, for within communities of people who are, who are, who are Shomer Shabbat on a regular basis, uh, what we're encouraging people is to learn Chapter 30 of the Rambam, um, of the Laws of Shabbos, where the Rambam goes into the mitzvah of, of Oneg and Kavod Shabbos, of enjoying and, and honoring Shabbos, uh, because it's an opportunity for, you know, that to also to reappreciate what the blessing of Shabbos is and what it brings to our lives, the beauty and the enjoyment that it brings to our lives and the dignity and the honor that it does. That's a, a very, it's a very great, 
concept there to do that because, unfortunately, uh, people who do something um, that they're used to don't always appreciate what they have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, and, that's, that's, and that's part of the message of the Shabbos Project is, you know, if, if a person hasn't yet experienced what a Shabbos is, it's the opportunity to experience it. If a person already knows it, it's an opportunity to reappreciate Right, exactly. Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa, founder of the Shabbos Project, uh, author, innovator, and uh, one of the most influential Jewish people in the world. I want to thank you for joining us this morning. I know your time is very precious, and and we appreciate uh, your joining us and and coming on the air and talking about all that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you for your your kind and generous. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to your wonderful listeners. You're welcome. Take care. Have a good year and a, a good uh, Chodesh and a good Shabbos project Shabbos. Thank you. Thank you. Ra- rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa, uh, joining us this morning to talk about the Shabbos project coming up uh, this week. We're going to go to some music and then we'll be joined by a uh, representative of the Shabbos project. Chalabake that's taking place this week in Passaic, New Jersey. Here is who do we have up here next? We have uh, Asplaklaria with uh, Kuma on JM Sunday.
Aspaklaria here on JM Sunday. Matas Weingast with you. Thanks to all of you for joining us this morning. It's a beautiful day in our area, northern New Jersey. It's the 22nd of October, second day in the month of Cheshvan, and uh, we did not have the news from Israel. Uh, Hannah Julian is on a uh, travel day today, uh, and uh, we did have Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa, on. And thank him again and his staff, especially Tracy, for putting it all together and uh, having him on today to talk about the Shabbos Project. Don't forget the great programming continues all day long on the network, starting at 9 o'clock, great music mix, and then we have some encore presentations with host Avrami, more music, uh, an encore presentation of this show at midnight, and tomorrow morning, Nachum will be back on the air at JM in the AM at uh, 6 a.m., followed by the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. So just keep the network on all day long, and that is the best thing that you can do for great programming. Now, along with the uh, Shabbos Project, as we discussed with Rabbi Goldstein, there is a uh, a, a, pro- a program that takes place in the week beforehand uh, called the Chalabake, where women from around the world get together in their home locations, uh, get together and bake challah for Shabbos. And uh, one of the big programs taking place this week is going to be in Passaic, New Jersey, on Wednesday night at Factory 22, excuse me, Factory 220, and that is going to be at 220 Passaic Street in Passaic. And one of the co-chairs, Debbie Rosalimsky, is on the air with us. Good morning, Debbie, and welcome Good to morning. JM Sunday. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So you are co-chair of this event, where I understand from reading, you, you expect uh, upwards of 800 people, or am I right? Yeah, I would say about 800 this year. Wow. Um, we're actually... Yeah, we've decided to actually close registration at 800 this year. Oh, um, boy. Now, this and, is a new... Know, like, just 800. Yeah, yeah just 800. But... <laughs> the, the, and this is a new venue for you, am I correct? No, it's actually not a new venue. Oh. Um, we were we were at Factory 220 last year. My mistake. Um, and we're... Yeah. It's a, well, we've been doing it for a few years, but last year we were at Factory 220, and I have to say I'm so excited and so grateful to to the owners of Factory 220 to for opening up uh, the venue for us again. They're donating the space. It's incredibly just, it's gorgeous, it's huge, and they've been so wonderful to us. So we're just so happy to be back there. And, and uh, it's only 16 minutes from, from Teaneck. Right, and it's very close. and It's a great area, a great local area. Uh, give us a rundown. What is going to happen and what is the, uh, the, the purpose, if you will, of bringing so many people together to bake challah? So, so the purpose, really, um, of our challah bake this year is really threefold. I would say it's this year where it's being run or organized really by an organization called Jewish Journeys, which I'll go into in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main goal really is to bring women from all different types of Jewish backgrounds together. It's just for all of us to come together in Achdus, to be inspired, to have fun together, and just to connect with each other. So that's really the main goal, just to dance together and just be together. And the second is really to introduce the women um, many of whom are not so familiar with the mitzvah of challah, which is one of the three mitzvahs for women. Right. So it's really just to show them the beauty of challah. Um, and really, that's not as hard as people think. <laughs> okay. um, and the third is really um, to to really let, let the folks know about Jewish journeys and really what we do. Beautiful. Uh, when we were talking to Rabbi Goldstein, uh, we talked about the challah bake and how uh, that event uh, is something that 
as you said, brings people together and in a mindset connects to the Shabbos, of course, uh, and uh, also gives a worldwide connection. So, you know, the whole Shabbos project tied into this gives a sense of unity, which is what Robert Goldstein said is the major force behind uh, having the Shabbos project, of that united right. Judaism in, in at least one Shabbos and one week beforehand for all of this. Right. Uh, tell us about it Jewish... Really... Go, no, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, it's, it is an incredibly special feeling to know that we're going to be with, maybe our group will be 800, but there will be literally hundreds of thousands of women on Wednesday and Thursday night throughout the world who are going to be doing exactly what we're doing. And it's just really, yes. it's really quite quite special, I have to say. Yes, uh, so, Rabbi mentioned there's South, uh, South American in Buenos Aires they're going to have, and Madrid, Spain they're going to have. It's just a, it is, exactly. it's amazing. Exactly, all over, all Te- over the world. Tell us about yeah. Jewish Journeys. What I- organization is that? Um, so Jewish Journeys, who's really organizing the Hollabank this year, is is a grassroots organization um, really based in Bergen County that was founded in 2011. And basically our mission is to just strengthen the Jewish home. What we do is we bring Jewish women with a limited Jewish background, um, all of whom have children really under the age of 18, and we bring them to Israel on an eight-day JWRP birthright-like trip to Israel. So we we take women um, who really have limited background to Israel with the hopes that when they're in Israel, they'll really be able to connect with their Jewish heritage, the Jewish people, the land of Israel, and in the end, really bring it back to their homes. Um, and JWRP yeah, is the Jewish Women's Renaissance Women's Project? Women's Renaissance Project, right. exactly, started by Lori Palatnik way back. So we're so our group is really helping run run it this year. I want to go back, if you don't mind, just to talk about the holiday for one second. Of what course. What's going on at the holiday? Of course. Because, and then I'll definitely go back to Jewish Journeys. Um, but this year, I'm so excited to say that um, Saren Rothberg is going to be uh, the MC. And Saren Rothberg is actually, I don't know if you know her, but she's the founder of a very large group called Comedy Cures, an organization. And she was actually Jewish Journeys alum. Mm. So we're very excited to have her as our MC. Um, and we're going to have Naz back with us, who was who totally rocked the house last year. Um, with her amazing energy, just the dancing. It was un, It was really crazy amazing last year. Um, I do have to say that Julie Farkas, who was the founder of uh, Jewish Journeys, right. um, it also happens to be a graphic artist, and she created the most incredible swag this year. She <laughs> designed aprons and a placemat that has the recipe on it and the instructions on how to make challah and the hafrasha and just an incredibly gorgeous placemat and a beautiful challah rising cover. So you know, not that you want to come for the swag alone, but I have right. to say it's really, it's really going to be nice. Come on, so, we uh, know that that's why people go to events. Please, it's, uh, it's you know, all about the swag. It's all even about the swag. even the the, <laughs> the the major stars that will go to an awards ceremony, you know, will will talk about what they got in their bags. I mean, exactly. it's extremely important. But we really, I seriously, I, we're so so lucky. And Julie Farkas actually does the aprons and different things for many of the holidays throughout the world. Oh wow! To her, and we just happen to have her. You know, luckily to live in Tina. Yeah, I, um, I'm and, remiss because I, I, I apologize for it to interrupt for a second. I'm remiss because we've been talking about this great project for so long, and then I haven't let anybody know how to register <laughs> and how to get okay. in touch with you. So oh, let's talk so about that now, right? <laughs> I will. Um, okay, so they can really if they Google up because um, it's complicated to to you know have people remember exactly the the URL. So if they Google up. Um, Jewish Journeys Great Big Holabake, 
they will come up with the registration. We have an incredible registration uh, this year with show clicks, which is just incredibly easy to just, you know, just a few clicks and you're registered. So if they just Google up Jewish Journeys Great Big Holabake, it'll come right up and they'll see show clicks, register, and they'll just click on it. So it's just easier to remember yes, that I, way. I did see that, and it is very easy. You can pick the table. You can uh, see who's there. Every table of 10, uh, if I read correctly, will have a, a challah, uh, monitor or challah, uh, a challah coach, right? A coach, oh, so funny. right? <laughs> a coach, and uh, <laughs> you know. to help out with this, which is a great. This way, everyone right. feels that they're uh, they're a part of it. If they have any questions, it's answered right there. Exactly. No one, you know, no one should feel that because they've maybe never baked a challah in their lives before, never participated in that mitzvah, or had that great feeling. Uh, right. That they shouldn't, you know, it should not be a reason to come. On the contrary, that should be the exact reason to come. If you've never done it before, if you've right. never experienced it before, come out because you'll be welcomed and you'll be united and you'll be joined with so many people. And I've seen pictures of previous challah bakes that you know you've had in in other parts of the country, and like you said, the energy that gets gets out there and it, it's, it's right. just amazing. It's just a, you know, yeah. Now it starts at six forty-five. Doors open at six forty-five. Six forty-five. It starts at seven thirty. Do you mind if I just say two things? I don't know how much time we have. Left. No, we we have time. But I just want to. Oh, I just want to ask one thing about how okay. long uh, should people plan on staying? How how long will this take? I would take? say it's really. I would say seven thirty. We're starting promptly. We really want to start promptly. Right. So six forty-five. Doors open. Seven thirty. I would say. Pretty much by nine nine fifteen, you know, we'll be on our way. Oh, okay, okay, so excellent. It's not so late, right? Yeah, uh, Debbie Rosalimsky, who's one of the co-chairs of the Great Big Challah Bake, taking place Wednesday. This coming Wednesday at Factory 220 in uh, Passaic, New Jersey, is a guest this morning. And you wanted to say a couple of things. Please go ahead. Right. Just a couple more things. <clears throat> I know that you had stressed, you know, that folks should come out who have never made challah before, which is totally true. But even those who have made challah, who are challah experts and, you know, make it every week, it's also just inspiring to be there with everyone together and, you know, even if you're at a table with folks that all make challah, right. you know, it's just the energy of the room. It's just so special to be there. And we can all elevate whatever we do to a higher level, whether we've done it before, whether we've never done it before. Um, and I just want to say that I would say about four years ago, a friend of mine said to me that she was having a challah bake in New York City and do I want to come? It was in the merit of her mother's yard site. So I had never made challah before. So I went to this challah bake, which was really pretty much what we're doing on Wednesday night, but it was more for 40 people. It was okay, on a smaller yeah. <laughs> level, but it was exactly the same thing. And I have to tell you that I went that night, and by the end of the evening, I said to myself, wow, my whole life I've been scared of making challah, and now, you know, it's really not so bad. I think I can do this. Wow. And since then, it's changed my life, and now every week I make challah. And, you know, I just want to say to the folks out there who have never made it before, who they might even be observant and have never made challah before. Right, sure. You know what? I've been from for 25 years. I had never made challah before. Wow. It's so wonderful to bring it into your home, just the smell of challah. Your family enjoys it. It's just a wonderful mitzvah. So that was one thing I wanted to sort of get out there. That, Beautiful. Um, and the second thing is, is I just wanted to mention about Jewish Journeys, that that we do take um, the women on this incredible JWRP trip for eight days. Um, and it's really, like I said, a birthright type trip. So it's really, um, you know, very highly subsidized. But the main point I want to make is that that's really just the beginning of the journey because really the rest, the beginning really is when they come home. And that's when Jewish Journeys really steps in and we provide 
um, Torah classes and monthly challah bakes and, and chesed projects. And, you know, it's just, you know, monthly speakers and Friday night dinners. And so it's really the beginning is when they get home and when we really step up. And so all the proceeds of the challah bake this year are going to Jewish Journeys to really help us continue just the day-to-day, week-to-week, all the programs that we provide for the women, because it really becomes also just a sisterhood that unless you're in it, you know, you just can't appreciate the closeness and these lifelong friendships that we have formed between all these women from all over Bergen County that uh, it's just really special. So so we really appreciate, uh, you know, that many of the folks have been so generous in uh, you know, in donating to the Holabake and also recognizing that the proceeds go to Jewish Journeys. Sure. That is so important, and that, that concept that you talked about of the follow-up is extremely important because I know that it is discussed among so many organizations that have the birthright-type tri- trips exactly. and the, the, right. the one, <laughs> one event or focused event exactly. uh, things, and it's extremely important to have the follow-up. And I'm glad you mentioned it because I was going to ask you if you have any anecdotal stories that you can share, not with anybody's name necessarily, uh, of your experiences with the Chalabakes over the last few years where someone has come there who may not have been as observant, may never have done the mitzvah, let's say, uh, and who had a, a profound change and then followed up with more of that uh, just from the one event or two events. Right. There have been many folks who have emailed me after the event, mm-hmm. and they have asked me, you know, what's the recipe? We love that particular <laughs> recipe. We've been using the same recipe for the last three years because, you know, when you find a good thing, you stick with it. You right. know? So they want the recipe, and one person emailed me and said, uh, she Facebooked me because we weren't even friends, and she said, you know, please let me know when next year's is because I don't want to miss it. It was so great, and wow. I've never done this before, and I want to come next year. And, you know, I could just tell you story after story sure. where people, you know, they just saw it, and they, it, it was scary. It was just a scary uh, concept before, and then they were like, wow, this isn't so bad. Right. <laughs> it's not so hard. And and, and you uh, just never know uh, what will know. affect a person to to change. Uh, you know, it could, could take just one simple thing like this i mean yeah you know, simple i you know it's a know. huge project but still uh it, to be uniting like this it's so great and i remember even two years ago when we were at another venue and i actually did a whole braiding demonstration at the end mm. and one woman i'll never forget it she's an observant woman lives in my town she came up to me afterwards and she was like oh my god i've never really done braids like this and this is so much fun and i'm thinking to myself look at that like you can right. go from you know, never making challah before, to just even learning a new type of breed to make, you know. It's it, on all, for every level, people can really appreciate and enjoy. Exactly. And mostly just for all of us to be together. Right. For everyone to be together in unity and to enjoy each other and dance together and just really be, just be as one, really. Uh, absolutely. I, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. I believe my wife is going to be there uh, this year oh. signing up. Oh. Uh, I think she, she signed up. I know you have a, a school... Uh, you have students, girls from different uh, schools coming in as groups. Uh. Yeah, I do want to mention we have a lot of schools that are really even just volunteering. Today starts oh, the today starts the fun of sorting all of the ingredients, and you know people have no idea what goes on. You know, oh yeah. <laughs> To prepare I mean, for an event like this. I mean, you have but, to be a caterer. I, you, you you go into the catering business to be able to. Yeah, now we to, know. Now I know what they go through. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, uh, and I do want to say that we we um, we are going to close registration at eight hundred this year because we really want it to be 
you know, we're, you know, it's like I said before, you know, life is like you live, you learn, you tweak. And from previous years, like we really want it to be roomy. There'll be lots of room for dancing. Right. And um, it's just going to be really, really special. And we're, we're really stepping it up a notch this year. So, so if you haven't registered yet, just know that we, we are going to close registration at 800. And, so. and that's fast approaching because if you look at the website now, the ticket yeah. site, um, <laughs> a lot of the, you know, the tables are full already. The Great Big Challah Bake is the event this coming Wednesday night, October 25th at Factory 220 in Passaic on uh, 220 Passaic Street. You know, that makes sense. Doors open at <laughs> 645. Uh, the program starts promptly at 730. And I encourage all women out there, whether they are new to challah, not new to challah, uh, young, old, anybody in between, uh, sign up today, get your name on that list, and go and have a great time. Uh, and if you have any questions on the website, you can uh, send an email. Uh, Debbie, I want to thank you so much and for joining me this morning, and I want oh, to wish thank you, you for having me. Uh, thank you, and I want to wish you a lot of luck on this, and we hope to hear uh, that it was another great and successful program. Thank you. With God's help, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. Have a great day. Thanks so much. It is uh, 8.33 in the morning here on uh, JM Sunday. 8.33 a.m. is our official time, Eastern time. So it's 33 minutes after the hour in most places. Now there's some place around the world that actually has a uh, half hour uh, difference in time zone between uh, what we have and what they have. I don't remember exactly where it is. I'd have to look it up. So can't always say that it's half an hour or 33 minutes after the uh, after the top of the hour because that's not always accurate around the world. Anyway, so much so much for that uh, time uh, time lesson. We're going to go back to the music. Uh, my thanks again to uh, to our guest, to Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa, and uh, to Debbie Rosalimsky, Tinek, uh, who. Uh, is co-chair of the uh, Chalabake, the great big Chalabake taking place this Wednesday night uh, in Passaic. So, uh, again, thanks to my guests. And uh, we are going to go, who are we going with? We're going with Lipa. Oh, great. We're going to go with Lipa now here on JM Sunday.
Kerstmis. Ik gebruik weer. Stik de DJ. Mijn meek. Mijn meek. Mijn Was mijn toen niet, doe me niet. Was mijn meek, daaf me niet. Zoer me raar, was ze toeven. Mijn toer gaat gooi, zeg boy, is mijn oor. I'm going to go to the house. Ich 
They were holding on tight to generations of people who tried countless times before. But the weapon they used to keep on carry the prayers, the hopes, and the light was the fact that they all believed in the cause and learned from their fathers who taught them the laws. And they had a moon on, they believed deep inside, did not need logic. They had Jewish pride, it was a moon off from the
discussion about the great big challah bake taking place this Wednesday night in Passaic. You can Google that for all the information. My thanks again also to Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa, joining us this morning to talk about the Shabbos Project taking place next week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us here on JM Sunday. Wish you a great week, and we'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.